Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Chester Pridecast, all things Pride and beyond. This week we are joined by two of Chester's up-and-coming drag queens, where we will discuss drag, the final of Drag Race UK Season 4, and of course discussing your questions, stories and dilemmas. Before we begin, we'd just like to say the following content may contain strong language and adult material that may not be suitable for all audiences, so your discretion is advised. Any views or advice expressed on this podcast are the views of Chester Pridecast and do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Chester Pride. Hey folks, we're back again. Um, it's me, your host, Wes. I'm Carla. And I'm TJ. And we've still told you to you get keep up. asking me that. <laughs> I don't know why. No, no, we don't. <laughs> I don't think so. And this week we're joined by two Chester-based young queens. Um, welcome to the podcast, Gretchen Winters. Hi, nice to see you all. Well, um, <laughs> and, Nikki, not see you. <laughs> and Nikki Rush. Hello. Hello. How are we, ladies? Positively divine, thank you very much. Well, I'm knackered. Oh, well, no. If we're being real, then yes, I'm knackered. It's been a long day, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lady boy gone straight away. I'm knackered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, well, um, today's episode is going to be talking drag, um, like I said in the, um, in the introduction there, um, and obviously get to know... Nikki and Gretchen a little better, so we'll just dive straight in. Um, so am I right? I'm assuming then, Nikki, that you're the drag daughter of Gretchen. How did you two meet? Well, and how did you start this family? Well then, so the long and short of it is basically me and uh, Gretchen met back in what was it? You're so long-winded. Do you want me to say? It? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So me and Nikki met at a drag. No, not drag. LGBT youth group in oh, Chester yes. um, called. Uh, What's it called? Phoenix. Phoenix Youth Group. Yes. Oh, nice. And um, I was doing my, just before doing my GCSE, it's like we were both really oh young. God, was that how long ago? <coughs> and, yeah. How yes. young are you guys? What is going on? I know I said young queens, but how young are we talking? This was a while ago, right? <laughs> well, um, at the time I was identifying as a trans female, so I came in full quiche, fully wigged, fully in heels and everything, um, and Nikki came up to me and was like, oh my gosh, like, I love your makeup, I do makeup myself, and at the time, both of our makeup skills were quite questionable. Great, <laughs> um, and I, for a while, I thought your name was Jamie. Oh my god, I forgot about that. You had a fake Instagram name. I'd, I'd rebranded myself as Jamie for, I don't know, what reason, and you honestly thought for, what was it, the first six months? Yeah. Like each other? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not called Jamie. But um, (laughs) we kept in touch after the youth group and we saw each other there a few times. And I think the first proper time we bonded was when you asked me if we wanted to go to RuPaul's Drag Con 2020. Of course, yeah. Wasn't that the first one? First one. And it was like... Terrible. I'm not not saying that obviously the show was terrible, but yeah, it was kind of like Tanacon. <laughs> oh, that's such a good The Saturday, at least. We only, yeah, went yeah. To, we only went to one day, and that was the Sunday, so all of the, the craziness uh, had passed us. We escaped yeah. it. Um, but unfortunately, we did miss like the big red carpet runway for all the queens. <sighs> but, I mean, we got to meet a few other queens. We met the Vivian. Um, we saw Mayhem, uh, Mayhem Miller walk past a few times. Oh, nice. Um, okay. RuPaul was walking all over the place with a massive crowd it was so funny um and also uh trinity the tuck 
Oh, nice. Oh, I love yes. that. Yeah. And we, we got signed, like, prints, signed prints from them. Um, but at the time, uh, Nikki's name was Hydrosa. Hydrosa. <laughs> yeah, and again, what? I, I've had some questions. Why have you had so many names? I don't know. I was trying to discomfort myself. <laughs> well, actually, this, this kind of ties it. So you, you've just said to us before the show that you've, you're rebranding yourself. So obviously you're now Nikki Rush. Yes. So it's, I mean, that's, that's great in itself. I mean, as you're obviously a young queen yourself, what would you give then say tips are for baby queens wanting to spread their drag wings? So basically the, the best piece of advice I have is to form any kind of support network that you have with other queer individuals in your life. Because mm-hmm. I, I know this for a fact. I would not be where I am today without yeah. this individual to my right, Gretchen, because I am pretty much an organized, an organized chaos disaster person. <laughs> so are you the organized one? And then you're the not organized I'm one? I'm just, I don't know. Our best oh, comparison yeah. in the drag world is Trixie and Cartier. Wow, well, oh, I love that. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, we can definitely tell who's who. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Not, not saying overboard. <laughs> so, yeah, surround yourself with LGBT individuals. Of course, yeah. And again, with the, back to square one, we met at a queer youth group, and I, at the time, was. I, I didn't know who I was. I had no queer friends. I'd had basically no, like, socializing with any other queer individual so mm-hmm. I went to that youth group um, to find my crowd pretty much and it was through our mutual love of drag actually that got me and Gretchen talking because you were what yeah. were you, at the time you were auditioning for season one of UK oh, are we right. actually oh, oh my god right. so you've heard it here first at the time <laughs> I was 16 years old and I thought I could do something I I don't know, I was 16 years old and I thought, oh, if I get my mum's permission and I was like, if she comes with me, <laughs> would they let me on the show? And I'd be an wig. I'd be like the, literally the youngest queen to be on Drag Race ever. Um, I'm sorry, that's not a concept. But, um, like, obviously, I, everyone gets through to the next round of, like, you know, doing the audition tape, but I uh, couldn't because it, it says in the contract that you have to be 18 years old because um, of things like the yeah. TV license yeah, yeah. on the premises, language on the TV. Um, but yeah, at the time I was auditioning for Drag Race season one and that's kind of what got us together because you said, um, I was have you watched Drag Race? And I was like, yes. yes of course. <laughs> of course. <Yeah. laughs> Where can we find this audition tape? Because I really want yeah. to see this. 16 year old you doing an audition tape. No, oh, I never got to the tape. <laughs> I never got to the tape because I was only 16. And who would you have done for Snatch Game? Because I'm, I'm yeah, assuming that's something great. you need in to fact, put in. That's a, be- that's a good question across the whole yeah. world. Okay, so Snatch Game. Yeah. What would everyone do? Unfortunately, my Snatch Game character has already been taken okay. as of this most recent season um, of UK, but I wanted to do Pete Burns. Right, ah. okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Are you going to give us a bit of I am not. Yes. <laughs> oh, come on. You've got to now. <laughs> I will save that for in a minute or two. Right, okay. okay. <laughs> well, who are you doing it? You have some great choices. Um, well, I've auditioned for Drag Race a few times now since um, I was underage. Read the contract now. And basically, yeah, I've, uh, I've done three, four, how many, how many characters have I done? I think four characters now because I wanted to switch up between the two tapes. First, I did Joanna Lumley. And of course. I remember. Yeah. And, I did Sof- and I did mm. Sophie Anderson. Yeah. 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 And then this next uh, audition tape, uh, I auditioned with oh, uh, David Needham, who's a famous uh, choreographer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in the musical theatre world. Mm-hmm. And who else was I going to do? Um, oh, Vanessa Shanessa Jenkins. Ah, oh, Vanessa Shanessa Jenkins. Like... From Gavin and Stacey. Oh it's right, Nessa. Okay. Nessa. <laughs> Nessa. Right. If you said Nessa, I would have known. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. sorry, but from your physique, maybe. Yeah, I, I was going to make the joke that, like, you know, since I've had the kid, I've lost a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> and who would you do? Andy Circus. Who is that? Gollum. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god. Stop it. That's absolutely yeah. fantastic. I feel like I can do like the um the convulsions of cat dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you known as like the Lord of the Rings by the gays? <laughs> the gay you would know. <laughs> the Lord of the Lady. The Lord of the Lady. That's how I like it. We'll call you. We'll call you. What about you, Carla? I don't know. I've never have you? Well, do you know what it is, first of yeah. all? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we've, we've established <laughs> the way. <laughs> yeah, well, I watch Drag uh, Race US a lot. Oh, okay. But I just haven't really dipped my toes into the UK. Well, oh, well, no, no, it's just better. Snatch Game in general. Yeah. Like, who would you do as, like, a famous alter ego? Don't know. I suppose like Britney Spears or someone. Oh, okay. But because it's to- to- totally totally the opposite. Yeah. Me. So yeah, that'd be fun. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. What about you, I PJ? I have no idea. I oh think... come on, you can't ask the well, question yeah, and then not what? know your answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably want to go for someone like completely opposite to me, so someone That's like high femme. Yeah, I think that yeah. would be. Quite, mm. I mean, I'm not mm. high femme, am I? Mm. Have you seen who I'm sat with? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know who would be good for me. You guys can give me a character, and I'll practice mm. it for the next episode. What are you most familiar with, TV wise? Oh, I thought you were familiar with the general <laughs> dicks and bubbles, but. Um, <laughs> Well, there you go, just being arse. <laughs> I'm at that, clearly. Just fart the whole way through. <laughs> maybe not, maybe not that one. <laughs> okay, well, leading on then to Drag Race, um, obviously by the time this airs, the finale would have been and gone. Oh, mm. yeah. yeah. So, so what congratulations we... to the winner. Yeah, whoever, whoever they may if be. If they're listening, I'm sure they will. <laughs> congratulations Probably not. She's but... gorgeous because she's going to win. Oh, oh is that okay. so? Okay. See, I've got a toss up. It's I would love a double win with Danny Beard and Chad. I can Gorgeous. see it's going to be between them two. Can you imagine yeah. if it's just Jumpers? See, this you is the thing. I mean, obviously, I'm never going to slate someone, but. No, I, I, I personally feel she thinks she's better than she is. <sighs> I know that sounds controversial, oh, but, but she's thing? got no badges. and It's not all about the badges. Though. No, I know it's, it's not, not about, about the badges, badges but it just feels like... Um, oh, what's her name from season one who basically coasted as well? Cheryl. Cheryl Hall, yeah. Cheryl. Yes. yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, she's made it to top four. Yeah. Yeah, she's gone but she, I, mm, I just feel she's coasted away from oh, her. No. And didn't no. Jan have no badges as well? Yeah. She got pretty fast. Yeah, exactly. She marketed that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she made rose. <laughs> she I just got the Yeah. Oh, my God. No wins. No. <laughs> no wins. But yeah, I think it's between them two. It's got to be Danny and Cheddar. There's no way any of them are winning apart from Danny or Cheddar. No. To be honest. Not well, this, I mean, I've watched Drag, is it Drag SOS? That's on Netflix yes, as well. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Is it good? I haven't. Oh, yeah, so, so good. If, if, yeah, if you like Cheddar Gorgeous, go and watch Drag SOS mm-hmm. because they kind of like go around the country. It's kind of like, um, what the Fab Five do. Yeah. But with drag, basically. So, yeah. It's really quite emotional much. as well, isn't it? It is, yeah. Some of the stories. Well, there's one in particular, I think episode one, where a dad whose son's gay, who's like quite, um, 
gender fluid. Yeah. He's kind of trying to keep get get in touch with his son, basically. Mm. And he thinks, well, this is a good way of doing it. In fact, I think, it, I can't remember if it's him or his son that kind of put themselves forward for it. But yeah, like the whole journey of like, you know, starting from day dot drag in like a, a crappy little wig all the way up to the We're final familiar. show. <laughs> We're familiar. Yeah. <laughs> but going all the way to the final show, it, it is quite emotional because they go for like their nails together and he's yeah. like, this isn't as bad as I thought kind of thing. He's like, and then the son was like, well, you've done this for me. I'll come to a football match with you. So it's kind of like give and take, isn't it? Though? I watched that with my mum and she was crying the whole way through. Oh, it was. Like, it yeah. was so cute. Mm. I do enjoy it. I wish they did more episodes though. Is it cancelled? <laughs> no, no, I think they just called. It's been cancelled. It's finished. It's just finished. It's just came to its But what do we think of the season so far? I, I love it to bits, honestly. But yeah. Again, it's just in my personal opinion. I don't think anything will ever come close to UK two. Yeah, I think that was a pretty good one. I That's mean, obviously, I think episode and not episode season one. Mm. Hands down the best. But I think compared to the US one, because there's no big prize, there's no like, okay, there's competition. There's no malice in it. There's no like real competition. There's no grit. All they're winning is just a badge and, and you know, like a show in the US, which is great because it does seem like, yeah, you'll get the catty kind of, well, yeah, the cattiness basically between them, but it's not. It's not malicious in any it's way. Like whereas British humour, it's just exactly. Banter. Yeah, it is. It's banter. That's why I asked you though, because I've only watched the US one, so yeah. I was like, oh, are they just rallying all the time? And you're like, no, no, it's, no. It's totally opposite. Yeah, like they get on. Like everyone basically gets on. Yeah. And then, like when they bring them back, there's no malice between anyone really. Um, but I, I, I think for this season, I think Dakota, I, I just gutted when she. I love Dakota. Like episode mm-hmm. one. Was like, no, they're going to go first. But then yeah. after a while, I was like, oh my god, they're actually yeah, amazing. They're killing I loved it. it. Yeah. yeah, it was so good. That um, lip sync with that song from Six when she no went way. away and then oh, came yes. back around the corner. That was <laughs> yeah. just iconic. Right. Loved it. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you two, just going back to you guys. Um, yeah. So yeah, obviously, that's the reason. The yeah. reason we're doing this. <laughs> so obviously, people listening can't see you. So how would you describe your drag? Oh, good, good question. Great yeah. question. Uh, <laughs> you're the professor curveball for Gretchen <laughs> um, well I've also been on um, in the process of a rebrand kind Style of style journey yeah mm-hmm. um, I kind of fell off um, with my drag for a few months uh, just didn't have any bookings uh, didn't find any sort of like passion for it yeah I, I would I don't know I would say that uh, since you know joining the community again I my style is sort of I'm like, like a classical queen, like a panto dame. Okay. But I'm young. Yeah, like long yeah, bombshell, like isn't it? Yeah, yeah, like I'm really fit and I'm so young. <laughs> All right, right. Wow. <laughs> but, but like I've got. Oh, am I? Am I? Have I got comedy? No. <laughs> I think yes. that's a new conversation. Right, no, okay. you are very good. Yeah, you are very fun. Genuinely, you are. That sounds so ingenuine. God, I was like. So funny. <laughs> You're drag. hilarious. You're so funny. I love no, you. No, you are absolutely fantastic, I will say. And you can absolutely entertain a room. I've seen you do it. And you just genuinely, you are very, very funny. I try my best. There's a lot of ass kissing going on here. <laughs> She's my mother. Yeah, right. you can expect right. to get Exactly. <laughs> and what about you then? I am um, early 2000s Y2K grunge. So okay. I 
um, anybody listening, um, very Nicky Rush, yeah, <laughs> very Nicky Rush. But yeah, um, Sminty Drop and her drag family are just absolutely the embodiment of what I want to, at least look wise, I want to come yeah. across as. It's just almost like hyper pop, yeah, kind of. Um, but yeah, it's very grungy. But think of it as polished grunge. Is polished grunge. Okay, that's, that's, a good, that's a good way. Of of, yeah, it. House of Candle is just so like a polished yeah. turd. Then well, yeah. <laughs> I would say it's like Bratz meets Super Mario Bros. <laughs> I actually kind of nice story, but I do love that. I like that. It's like glamorous geek. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's glamorous geek. Because you need to, you have to have a sense of humour about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. My name's Nikki Rush. <laughs> yeah. not, drag at its core, you cannot take yourself too seriously. Because, yeah. Because, you know, it's... it's and I think that's where a lot of queens fall down, especially on Drag Race, where they take themselves way too seriously. Like, you get a lot of these beauty queens, that you know, as beautiful as they are, they take it so to heart like um, what's her name from season 5 comes straight to mind Roxy Roxy yeah Mm, like way to to the point where she it's a hindrance on herself then so what advice would you give to queens that are all about the looks and need to just let it go and just need to you know yeah not care what would you say to someone well I think um, as someone that's like sort of worked in the industry I've seen queens um, lose their passion I've seen queens take it too seriously and sometimes when you have nothing else to do, um, especially like nowadays, like there's, uh, it's like tight for jobs, tight for money, and drag is the only thing you can do. Sometimes you have not, no choice but to take it seriously because it's, yeah. it's what you depend on. Yeah. yeah, you rely on it. So I can see why, especially American queens relying on tips yeah. to survive. Yeah. That, that's why they can take it seriously. But like, you know, like RuPaul always says, like, look at us, we're, we're, we're clowns. Clowns, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a man in a dress, yeah. It's, it's just cross-dressing at the end of the day. Yeah, just keep it, keep it especially British, because oh, yeah. I would say thing. it's like where it stemmed from, basically, yeah. from yes. British drag. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so um, I'm going to change it up a little bit. So we do have a lot of curious cats that have come in. So we haven't really specified it this time. We've just opened, it, opened the floor. Open conversation. Yeah, exactly. So we can get another variety of conversation so i'm going to hand it over to carla so take it away gail okay so the first question is i'm a woman and i have a boyfriend but i want to start exploring my sexuality more but i don't know how to tell him what should i do threesome because straight men always want to shag an <laughs> well, extra person I'm, I'm same yeah i was thinking threesome well it's, um, it's kind just of just gauge, the... see see how they feel about that yeah, yeah. um because you don't want to get into the territory of like not telling your partner how you feel and things like that, because then it'll faster then. Well, that's it. It's kind of like you you want the open conversation. I, I can see how it can go two ways, mm-hmm. but I think if if you're like having a bit of fun, getting flirty, I think that's where maybe not mid sex, but like <laughs> the build up, yeah. Like then maybe mention just like throw ideas out so. You know, it kind of like plants the seed. Mm. But also, you don't want to end up making your boyfriend um, fetishizing lesbianism. Well, no, yes. yeah, yeah, no, I agree True. with that. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I think another sort of moral uh, place that you could take it is maybe um, ask him if you could take a break. Um, say it's nothing personal, but you just want to explore yourself a bit more. Mm. Um, and then, you know, find friends. Like, you know, we were talking about uh, starting drag, find a community mm. of people. Um, and ask them about their experiences. Um, and yeah, sort of educate yourself. Um, well, I mean, yeah, okay, I get, I get, I can see that. 
But from the man's point of view, it, that yeah. would sound like, oh, they don't want to be with me anymore. Especially if you're going, wanting to go to the ah, same gender. Yes, yes. It's one th- women over men. Yeah, it's one thing to yeah. have a break, but another thing to be like, I want to go with the same sex. So I think my personal advice, I'm not obviously negating yours, but I think my personal advice is to keep him so on side so it does feel more involved. Because from what she's saying, she she's she's not she you know she doesn't want to not be with him, yeah. mm. but explore a bit more. And more's more. More is more. Yeah. <laughs> more is more. <laughs> and what other ones have you got? Okay, so the second one is is cheating wrong when you're young. Uh, so my first response to that is yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't it doesn't matter how old how old you are. I think. Of course, when you're young, I think people don't take relationships as seriously, so they may think it's okay. Mm. Um, but yeah, in, in my opinion, I don't think it is because it'll set a precedent to other relationships you might be in. You might you might be tempted to just cheat on that person as well, mm. and then it it causes like a sort of a toxic type relationship sort of style, I guess. Um, but I feel as though also if you feel like you need to cheat on your partner you should probably not be with your yeah, partner yeah you're not as committed yeah. to that person um, so I think yeah I think just be honest about how you feel um, before you do hurt someone else yeah I don't think age has really got anything to do with a moral compass no I mean yeah you can argue you know a younger person doesn't fit you know is still developing and learning all about that but if that's the case and you're saying is cheat is cheating wrong at a young age, well, don't be in a relationship then or be in an open relationship or yeah. don't take it so seriously. Yeah. yeah. If you're wanting fun, have fun. If you're getting into the like mindset that cheating's okay from a young age, then you're going to end up doing it in the future oh, yeah. when you're older. So just don't do it at all. Yeah. It's pretty easy, isn't it? Mm. What are your thoughts? I just think it's dead obvious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know... It's age has nothing to do with morality and having mm-hmm. a moral compass. Yes, it develops as you get older and you have more experiences and you learn more things. Mm-hmm. But you know, some things are obvious for a reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're asking the question, you kind of already know the answer. Yeah, yeah. in my opinion, one hundred percent. Okay, next question. Um, I, I can't answer this one. But I'll <laughs> this one to TJ. Oh god, I'm trying to think. Why if I shit myself during anal? <laughs> like, just to point out, I didn't shit myself during anal. Somebody else shit on me. Uh, I'm not going to say that story again. It was in episode two. So if you want to know yeah. that story, yeah. then listen to that. I mean, I would say take the opportunity of free lube and carry on. But obviously, that's not for everyone. So. Douche for a start. <laughs> yeah, I think douche it for a start. And if you don't know how to um, Google it, maybe. I'm sure there's videos of how to do it. I'm not going to go around and show you, but yeah, uh, personal, <laughs> personal hygiene. Watch you, that on YouTube. <laughs> personal hygiene. Just yeah, watch sure our TikTok. Clean. TJ, yeah. I'll give you a tutorial. TJ's XXX. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, just stay clean. Douche. The cheap online. One thing I would say is um, when douching, if you're not used to it or you don't know how to do it yet, um, practice, but not too often. Um, yeah. Because it is unhygienic, it can be really bad for your uh, insides. Well, it can damage you if, you yeah. do, if you're not doing it you're right. You're taking all the bacteria out, aren't you? Yeah. So, so you're saying to just practice before... Yeah, like action. maybe once or twice a week. 
Yeah. I'm not sure about the statistics. Lukewarm water. Yeah. Yeah, not boiling water. <laughs> <laughs> what freezing cold water? Don't boil your insides. And then, yeah, just practice. Maybe um, if you're of a certain age, get a toy and practice. Oh, yeah. Good, yeah. 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 Has it happened to you guys uh, defecating on someone? <laughs> wow, what a question to ask guests. Have you shit on someone? Well, it's good to know, isn't it? Not really. I shared my stories, okay? <laughs> See, this is why you weren't invited back. I know, I'm not invited back for the next one, am I? No. <laughs> That's it, three strikes, you're out. What's the next one then? Okay, so, uh, they I like having sex with girls, but would never get in a relationship with a girl. What do you think? I think it's quite similar to the other question, it isn't is it? Similar, really? Yeah. Can I answer this one? Yeah, go for yeah. it. So, um, bringing it back to when me and Nikki were at the youth group, um, I remember one um, sort of lesson that we were taught while we were there yes, is we were given a pamphlet with um, it was like the gingerbread person of um, uh, like queer identity, and it yes. was like um, gender identity, uh, sexual identity, um, romantic attraction, and sexual attraction. Um, so I was obviously talking about the difference between uh, your biological sex and your gender identity and then there was also a bit about um, romantic attraction and sexual attraction so it's like a spectrum it's a line um, I'm sure everyone knows how it works yeah and um, they are two separate spectrums and I think sometimes you can feel um, sexual attractions towards uh, someone of a certain gender but not feel like you would be in a relationship with them Mm -hmm. but you know it's a different spectrum if you're not romantically attracted to someone of that of that sex, then, you know, that's completely fine, but you can still feel sexual attraction. I think it works yeah. the opposite way as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think some people can be emotionally invested in someone for a while before they'd even consider yeah. sleeping with them. Well, I think for me, I think when, when I came, first came out as bi, like, obviously I was, well, not obviously, but I was romantically involved with girls mm-hmm. first and almost not fetishized, that's the wrong word because it's not, but like, I seen men in a lustful way. So, like, I would, you know, want to do stuff with them, but not necessarily be involved with them. I think that kind of just grew over time. The more people I got to know and, yeah, you know... Yeah, experiences. Yeah, get more involved with my community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it kind of ch- changed me in a person that I wanted to be. And, you know, that kind of developed into, okay, yeah, I could see myself having a boyfriend at some point. And, obviously, that led on to that. Because now I'm engaged to one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also think people might not want to get in a relationship with a girl, like, and obviously a man as well, for the same sex, because they're scared that that makes it, like, real yeah, and serious. Yeah. So I think if you're young, just, just try your best to try and figure things out and just don't do things too quickly. Um, so is this is this person just saying exclusively girls? Yeah, so I like having sex with girls, but would never get in a relationship with a girl. So, so I think maybe, maybe then... Well, does this person have commitment issues, maybe? Yeah. But I don't maybe. know, because you could see it as like, if you compare it to people in open relationships. Mm-hmm. So they're in a relationship with one person emotionally, but then sex is detached from that. Uh-huh. So maybe they're the same. So the sex is not nothing emotional. There's yeah. nothing there. So there's nothing wrong with it, surely. They could just carry on, just emotions aren't involved. It's just sex. Is mm-hmm. that not... No, yeah, no, no well, I mean you. Have, I mean you have the whole swinging scene, don't you? Where <laughs> couples getting with other couples because it's like you're romantically involved with the person you're with. Yeah, yeah. But what's wrong with trying a bit of spice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Any more? Okay, and the last question. This is this is a tricky one, really. It says, "How do you define love?" Oh, that is a good one. Yeah. 
We'll hand it over to Gretchen first. Oh, why me? <laughs> um, love. I don't know. Let me have a think. Can someone else take it? I'll give yeah, yeah. it in a sec. Oh god, I draw me now. Well, <laughs> there's a question. Have you ever been in love? You don't have to answer it, but do you, have you been in a kind of love? Right, are first we talking love. romantic love, first firstly? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think so, because I've really only, bizarrely, I've really only been in relationships with girls. Really? Yeah. um, Shocking. But but it's funny because I always, this, my last relationship proper one was a couple years ago, when it was with a girl, and I ended up realising that I was just romantically attracted to these people. Yeah. and it's sort of, because your, your sexual identity and who you're attracted to, it's ever-changing. Yeah. It just, maybe for some people it doesn't change much and you still feel comfortable with the label that you have. Uh, cer- certainly bisexual. Uh, of course, well. yeah, because it's, it, humans are so complex and complicated. It's, it's ridiculous to bind everybody to a binary, but you can go up and down on a spectrum your whole life. But yeah, um, I wouldn't say that I've properly found love yet which isn't that bad thing. no that's not a bad yeah, thing cool. and I, that, again that's important to know if you haven't found love that's it's no bad but it's good to know, know that you you know that kind of separation like of course I have an idea of what love is mm. and I know I haven't found that yet yeah and that's that's just exactly. as um, plausible well justifiable as mm. well exactly and like you say it happens at various ages and people yeah. shouldn't feel pressure because like if you look on social media you see all your friends in relationships and you no, might no, be like be yeah you might be like oh my god why am I not feeling that and like they might, they might fake it to make themselves look yeah. like that yeah. but there's no rush you'll mm. feel it at a certain time in your life and that's up to you that's just true well in my experience it's been when when you're when you're like flat out looking for it that's when you find all the frogs basically yeah. and yeah. as soon as you stop it finds you it's like if you're running 10 miles an hour and love's 5 miles behind you <laughs> it's, you're not going to catch up so it's, analogy. I know right that was really nice yeah. <laughs> just stop and let it come to you because it will literally happen when you least at least expect it yeah, yeah. I would say, um, when it comes to love, previously in my relationships, they've started out as crushes um, mm-hmm. and then turned into obsessions. That sounds really creepy. No, yeah. no, because that, that is how like some relationships start and yeah. inevitably end when you finish that kind of crush period. You're like, actually, yeah. not really into that person. Yeah. Especially being a queer person that hasn't been exposed to much, um, like... Uh, education or mm-hmm. experience like <clears throat> there's lots of different things that sort of led me to feel different emotions and obviously during a relationship you're not sure whether it is love or not that's yeah. when you go through that rocky stage yeah um but uh, one example is i had this crush on one person in my boarding house when i was um in love school like doing gccs and stuff um and he said that he had a crush and we were like oh who is it who is it because, you know, we're in a boarding house. And he was like, oh, it's no one you know. But, um, and then it was, everyone was asking me who my crush was. And I was like, it's this person. And, <laughs> and then um, it kind of got out. And then he came to me and told me that I was actually his crush too. No, that was really sweet. Living that heart stuff. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, it sounds very yeah. heart stuff, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Except we were both flamingly queer. Um, <laughs> and I don't know, it started like, mm, we dated for a month. And then it, he, we broke up because it was like a, like, you know, he was doing his GCSEs and I was just sort of 
loving the attention. Yeah. And, um, you know, we hadn't had the opportunity to do anything more than just sort of hold hands and kiss. But, like, when we broke up, I felt lost. And, like, I just felt like I was obsessed with him. And yeah. every, everything he was doing, yeah. I was constantly checking, like, his Instagram and, like, who, who else he's been hanging out with. And I turned into that, like, stereotype psycho ex. Yeah. And um, I think that's, the, like, a thing that people associate with love. If you know, with Especially people, like, in our yeah. community, yeah. I find that, you know, <clears throat> when... And I can only really speak from my perspective. Like, when men are looking for it, you kind of look in kind of the wrong places as well because the only place you you'll shallowly look is like grinder or yeah. like on a night out and you know some places that's where you can find what it's it's you know it's so rare in my opinion that that can stick and again I think it just comes down to just let it happen when it happens yeah. if it happens yeah yeah so how did you and um, your other half, Rob Meat. I already said this in another oh, podcast. Did you? Yeah, I did. Oh, this I is me not, just not listening. I am not going through that family tree of Oh, yes, 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 I remember now. <laughs> yeah, no. The cuboid. Yeah, it was a cuboid, yeah. And I was at the centre of it, but you know what? It's fine. <laughs> well, yeah, Carla, what about yourself? I think how I used to define love's a lot different to how I define it now. Yeah. Just basically because I've been in a relationship for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it kind of seems different. Uh, in what way? In, in the sense of it's more like permanent. Yeah. I think like when I used to think that I was in love with a certain person, mm-hmm. um, there was no permanence to it, if that makes sense. So you, you, you know like any minute now they could just split up with me or I could just decide God, that must be so them. anxious. Yeah. That's what happens to a lot of young people. Yeah. It's like they, they feel like they're like obsessed with that other half but like it's it doesn't seem permanent yeah it's, it's a lot of time it's like I don't know sort of situation based like yeah. if you're in school if they're in the same year as you yeah and then as soon as like those elements disappear it's like oh it's like your whole relationship was structured yeah. around this yes exactly how's it gonna go um so like how I define love now is in in a like sappy way I guess <laughs> but it's completely unconditional yeah um and it's like permanent, like there's a permanence to it, and then there's a safety surrounding that permanence, yeah. which, which is my sort of definition, I guess. No, I, I can't. I kind of agree with that. Like for me, I think, I've, well, I've discussed it before. Kind of like me and my partner dated for like nine months before we even made it official because mm. one, I didn't want him to feel um, the rebound, mm. but I was just kind of like, look, I'm not looking for anything right now. And it just kind of developed. And yeah. then, now it's like, he's literally my best friend. Yeah. Like, he's my best friend before he's my partner. And, and I, think important, I think that is Very the important. most important yeah. thing, I think, yeah. as well. Because, yeah, like, when when he's in trouble, it's literally like, I'll look straight out for him like that. There's not, it's not even a question, really. Like, yeah. should I be with this person because they're, like, going through something? Well, no. You, you know, you got to take the, the bad with the good. Yeah. Yeah. See, so, so you, you know, you got to go through the bad to deserve the good, in my opinion. Mm. But yeah. And I think we've all been through a bit of bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so more than I mean, if your relationship survives COVID, there's a great test. Right? Yeah, well, yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> well, I'm just going to take it away from the Curious Cats now. Um, so thank you very much, Carla. Uh, 
Um, and we've got one news segment um, that I wanted to touch on. Um, things very important, obviously topical at the at the moment. So, Chester Prize's very own director Sandra and Richard made it on um, made an appearance on ITV News um, and local tabloids boycotting the World Cup in venues across the city, in particular the Liverpool Arms, saying um, after prolonged soul searching, the Liverpool Arms has decided it will not be showing any matches from the FIFA World Cup. Um, 2022 hosted by Qatar um Qatar sorry um as Chester's LGBT plus bar we are deeply concerned about the hosts nation's lack of LGBT plus rights which are um all well very documented and um, we will not be promoting this event however we wish England and Wales every success in the tournament I mean that I think it deserves a round of applause if, if I'm- I mean, just just to hear that. I mean, especially across the whole of the city, there's venues that are, you know, following suit. Yeah, it is. It is re- reassuring and comforting to know that you know there are venues such as this that recognise it straight away. And from what I've seen, there's been no real bad like comments on it. It's all. It's it's been re- it's been really good. Well, you can't really say a bad comment about it. Can well, you? that's it. It's it's because there's been so much in the press about it, but I think as soon as as soon as they mentioned that um, no alcohol can be served, that kind of just yeah, yeah. took 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 the lead straight away. Then one hundred percent because they all want to drink, don't they? Yeah. Well, it's like today I was in work, and it's obviously on it's it's on the tellies, um, and I seen a TikTok last night, and it was um, that. There's very little, if any, women in the audiences of these football matches, and I couldn't help but notice that they were, fo- you know, focusing in on women all throughout the whole of the England football game. Yeah, women in that country aren't allowed to go out on their own. They have yeah. to be with their husband. So there's going to be no women. And all this just blows my mind that people are still watching it or getting involved with it. Celebrities that are actively getting involved in well, it. Well, like David Beckham in the whole um, Joe Lysett situation. Yeah, because he's shredded 10,000. He's shredded 10,000 yeah. pounds, yeah. That's, he's just fantastic, isn't he? Well, he, he puts his money where his mouth is, literally, <laughs> doesn't he? I, think, I, I don't know if it's been seen today, but he's basically revealed that um, before he even posted his initial video about <laughs> basically the threat um, of shredding money yeah he's donated that money to a queer charity and didn't actually shred the money oh really wow he's basically the video of him shredding it's got photoshop so he's put the he dropped the money the real money into the shredder but it wasn't on and then he's photoshopped it coming out ah right so he's basically in the video I urge you to go and watch it and then you're listening as well but basically he said I knew that you weren't going to do it addressing yeah I knew you weren't going to you know well, it's ten million pounds. Ten isn't million it? pounds over ten grand yeah. to these people. It doesn't matter. Yeah, which is you know. Obvious. But does he need ten million? Well, that's it. I don't think he does. Well, when you get to be that rich, it's just more about greed. Because yeah, you know, you've got, yeah. you know, you've got oil companies now profiting what literally billions. It's more than you could ever spend in a lifetime. Yeah, one person. Plus, he's with Victoria back on as well. But yeah. It's obviously just absolutely ridiculous, but you know, it's all you can do is keep spreading information and awareness, and you know. Well, that's it. That's the thing. A lot of people haven't heard of the country uh, of Qatar in general, so I think once you actually educate people and let them know what what actually is going on, and certain things 
the same time because that do affect them, like with the drinking thing. Yeah. So they may not have thought certain elements that we understand to be bad. They may not think that are that, that bad, it doesn't affect them. Yeah. But then as soon as you include other elements, like basic human rights isn't isn't the same. And yeah, I mean human either. rights should be like <laughs> yeah. more important exactly. than alcohol at this yeah. point. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it's just yeah, I think it just spreading like awareness, but not just in the LGBT sort of scope of things but in just the general human rights scope that yeah. affects everyone well i'm hoping this does kind of like shed a light on these kind of countries that mm-hmm. you know not that have no um lgbt slash human rights okay. yeah so there's nice the um the captain of the england team's wearing a rainbow band isn't he yeah, uh, yeah. don't know how that's going to go down but he says that he's going to do that have you seen it no basically in england and wales have pulled out they're not wearing their they're not doing it now because FIFA's basically uh, I don't know I don't I don't want to say specific details yeah. in case I've, I've misread it but it was got released today basically FIFA's had a go at them for it so I, I know England and Wales aren't doing it but I don't know about the specific captain maybe he's still doing it but England oh and Wales God. are no longer wearing it but this is it it's like it opens that conversation it's like um, politicians saying, you know, you've kind of got to respect yeah. FIFA and the country that you're going to. Well, no, no, not when they don't. But they only got it in their country by bribery. Yeah. So why have we got by money? It? Yeah. yeah. So I know. It's like it's like my partners because um, we we've, we've been talking about this a lot. It's like you to qualify, you should have you know set qualifications yes. to even be considered. Yeah. yeah. Let alone just throw money at it. Again, because like again, this this you know hardly compares to what we're talking about at the minute with human rights, but it's, what, 50 degrees out there? Well, like, this yeah. is it. I've seen, football. Yeah, I've seen videos degrees. of, like, yeah. the, the footballers having to stand in front of these big fans. Yeah. Because <laughs> just from training, let yeah. alone doing, what, a 90-minute football some, match. Yeah, some, some players can't even train at the minute because they will, they will get heat stroke. Although, they, with they the weather in the UK at the moment, I'd give anything to be doing that. Well, <laughs> you yeah. want to go and play football? I mean, by all means, go to Qatar. <laughs> but no, it's like, I know in Dubai, for example, you, they don't sell alcohol um, in public places, so it would be like a hotel that you'd need to buy it. Mm. And so I've seen like some of the reports and some of the hotels are charging like $80 or £80 for a pint. Oh my god! On on top of like the shed kind of accommodations mm. that you have for like what it's like two thousand pounds a night or something for a shed, mm. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So you can keep your football, you yeah. can keep your World Cup, you can show it up your ass for all that. Well said, Wesley. Well said. <laughs> well, on that, um, I think we'll wrap it up there. Um, I would just like to say the um, we'll put your socials, Gretchen and Nikki, Thank on on ours. So Thank you. if you do get opportunity to go and see them in a show shout out that you know where you've seen them from um but yeah we'll leave it there so yes. thank you very much thank you for having us no thank worries so we'll have to have you back on some other time no, no we're not, we're not. <laughs> yeah you're banned so. thank you thank you very much bye, bye. Don't forget, you can reach out to us or send in your dilemmas via email podcast at chesterpride.co.uk. You can drop us a DM on Twitter at ch1pride or send us your messages anonymously via our curious cat found on our Twitter. Chester Pridecast is produced by Studio 30,000.